So, everyone, the big news is we're pregnant. And the other big news is I'm upgrading the brakes on my Mustang. <coughs> if you really love cars, Auto One. Hey, g'day everyone, it's Nick from the Talk and Power podcast, episode 99 is here. Uh, look, this is a really special episode. It's close to a number of people uh, right across Australia and right across the world uh, who have all suffered the effects of uh, cancer. It's the story of Andy Kale. Uh, she's a drag racer uh, and her husband Mick, they come into the studio She's also the author of this great book, Don't Wait for the Green Light. I urge you to go out and get that book from her website, therapyonwheels.asn.au, and get that and have a read. It will touch your heart, to say the least. We also have on the episode Warren Sander. Warren is the um, husband of Terry Sander. She passed away uh, a few years ago now, and um, Andy's new creation, Mama's Toy, the Mercedes-Benz with the Hellcat, that build was inspired by Terry's um, drag car in Super Street. Uh, it's a Rover. And uh, look, we also catch up with Warren, and he tells us of his story and his journey with his wife, Terry, as well. So this is a really great episode. Uh, I urge everyone to tune in and uh, have a listen to this one. And for two listeners... You'll have the opportunity to win this gift pack. Kindly donated by Andy, so heaps of stickers. Um, Also a copy of the book, Don't Wait for the Green Light. Uh, And thanks to her magnificent sponsor, Bowden's Own. You also go in the running to win this as well. Car Care Pack as well from Bowden's Own. So thanks to those guys there. Thanks for tuning in. it's a great episode, and we thank them for coming on. Guess what, guys? Summer is almost here, and the team at Auto One has released their Summer Savings Start Here catalogue. It's my favourite time of the year, summer. Drag racing, taking the jigs are out and about, and cruising the beach buggy down the coast. I'll need to service the bikes and cars. Well, that's great, Simon. It's 50% off Neon Full Synthetic 1040 Motor Oil, and 20% off Selected Impact Coolant. Well, I was thinking of getting away, and I see there's 20% off Rhino Rack combo when you buy the Rhino bag and the basket together. Oh, who has time for getting away? I'm going to freshen up some of the workshop with a new range of Impact Workshop automotive equipment. Well, before you guys go streaming into the shop, be sure to sign up for the Auto One Club membership. You can do that at www.autoone.com.au. Sorry, Todd. I was fixated on the 15-litre portable fridge and freezer. Do you know how many Italian sausages I could fit in that when I'm out and about on the road? Well, Nick, speaking of road trips on that one then, and taking Italian sausages with you, I also noted that the AM radio in the XW isn't quite legit. The uh, Nomad 3 Trek Bluetooth speaker would make the great cruising present from Linda to you. I hope you're listening. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM. The Valley Comes Alive and podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. 
Okay, welcome to episode 99 of the Talk and Power podcast. I'm Nick DiCembra, joined by my co-host Simon Gonzo Travellini, and I've got some really special guests in the studio tonight. Um, we've had not just we've had a lot of people asking us to get get this episode underway. So I'm joined by Andy Carroll. Hi, everyone. Her husband Mick. Thanks for having us. And on Zoom, we are joined by Warren Sander. Warren, thanks for joining us. No problem. And any, anything for a good cause. That's it. Now, that's what we like to say as well. And look, we really appreciate uh, all of us getting together. We really appreciate you making the time to come on here as well. So this is a really important podcast. And, uh, you know, we've all um, been following Andy's journey and uh, Mick's journey as well. And then she brought to my light to um, your journey as well and your your late wife Terry as well so we thought we you know we'd all get together and have a chat and um, you know it's it's very important so look and once again thanks for joining us Andy let me introduce yourself uh, first to our listeners that might not be familiar with you mm-hmm. a lot of people know you as a maybe your graphic designer you're responsible for the talk and power logo that you see <laughs> yep. right up there actually um, Second to that, you're, you're a drag racer since 2011, mm-hmm. Super Sedan. Um, but I like to think of you as the author and breast cancer conqueror. It's something that I'll endear you to. Um, so thanks for joining us and thanks for being here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you got into drag racing. Um, well, I met this guy next to me and he dragged me down to Ravenswood to watch his mate race a GT. <laughs> Uh, and I probably didn't look back since. I was always a bit into the muscle cars, um, really, really like my muscle cars, but I used to go down to Ravenswood to watch the bikes. Mm. Uh, I used to ride a bike. It was my thing. Um, and I said, one of these days I'm going to race a bike down at uh, Ravenswood. Yep. Well, I've gotten the way and, you know, mortgages to pay and jobs to keep and all that sort of stuff. Um, and we didn't get back to the uh, racetrack for quite a while. Um, Ran into a friend who said he wanted a little bit of promotion work done and some photography done down at the track. Um, So lo and behold, we end up crewing for a team called Fat Boys Racing. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so we crewed for quite a few years Mm. um, until they decided to step out of racing for a while. Yep. Um, and by that point, Mick and I decided that we were well and truly hooked. Um, and so... We tell had... the truth, tell the truth. We weren't <laughs> real and truly hooked. Well, I you was, just I plied was... me with alcohol that <laughs> night and said, let's go do this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so we thought, well, why don't we just go and buy our own car instead of crewing yeah. for other people and do yeah. it for do it ourselves? Yeah. And Mick goes, well, who, who are we going to get to drive it? And I went, well, I'm going to drive it. <laughs> so we had a chat to uh, Simon and, and said, do you know of any, any good cars going? And he said, well, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> I've got, I, I got one sitting the, on the hoist. <laughs> I remember the ad perfectly well in Perth Streetcar when Simon was uh, writing for that uh, magazine a while back. Yes. And there, and there was a photo of a Tirana and a big red machine on there which said, no, that's not my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Tirana was within the ballpark. 
Yeah, yeah. So I guess, Long, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll jump ahead a little bit here, but tell us a little bit then, um, your latest project, Mama's Toy, tell us how that came to be and your inspiration that you drew fr- from, from Terry Sander. So um, I had, we decided it was time for a, a change of car and thought that it might be a nice idea to build our own. Um, a good project. Uh, one of the other, uh, one of the race officials and another racer came to me. His wife had just um, uh, beaten breast cancer. And he said, wouldn't it be a really cool idea if we did something like the Beat the Heat guys mm. and take some passages and actually show them that we're not a bunch of hoons, that we're all a really good supportive family and that we all look after each other and look out for each other. And you know, we should be able to share that. Mm, yep, yep. And he goes, so I'm going to leave that with you. And he just walked off. And <laughs> well, so the 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 inspiration, Mama's toy. Let's let's we'll, we'll switch over to Warren here. Warren, tell us a little bit about Terry and her and her racing career. It started out in a, of all things a Bluebird wagon. T- tell us how it morphed into 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 the Rover. Well, once we. After the Bluebird wagon, we bought a, a HX Premier, and she it was a 308. Uh, it eventually did run a 12 with the Chev in it, but we wanted a purpose-built car. So, I mean, the Rover, it was a light car, uh, aerodynamic car, uh, and we ended up having to put ladder bars in it. And in the end, it was a it was a very good car. Mm. You know, it, it was you know, certainly consistent and predictable. Uh, and Terry did pretty damn well in it. So I think pretty damn well is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, 2010, she was the Australian Super Street Champion. That, that's not easy. Can you tell us like that 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 journey there? I mean, there was a number of gold Christmas trees, but the Australian Super Street Champion as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, that that was 2010. Talk us through that year. Look, she, uh, yeah, she, like she, she's won, uh, you know, a gold Christmas tree in Sydney, mm. and when she got to the to the to the Winter Nationals that year, uh, once she got to the quarter final, I think it was uh, a runner up in the because she had to buy in the semi final. All she had to do was front for the final, and she was Australian champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, and, and to be honest, I can't remember any of the races other than the, the semi-final, which was a solo, and the final. I, if you ask me who she ran in the other three or four rounds, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Mm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I did – look, I did – I always used to give her instructions for a race. Uh, I, I would just tell her what was happening and, and – and, Look, we, we knew the guy that she was up against at that Winter Nationals. It would have been nice to walk away with two gold Christmas trees, but like, one was good enough. Yep. Uh, I just told her, I said, look, you know, trust the car. Yeah. And then she, she ended up breaking out, and it was a double breakout, and she 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 lost that race by a thousandth of a second. Wow. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah. They're what? the sort of lights I want, Andy. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Laura, look, tell us, one of the things that I didn't know, I was reading reading up about Terry, she was actually the first person in the world to go down a drag strip in the new millennium. That's an amazing achievement. And I didn't even know there was actually such a thing, to be honest. But anyway, can you talk us a bit through that? Because that wasn't just a, a, a gift, was it? It was, but she had to, she had to really work oh, for that. And that, that was, there was a street meet on New Year's Eve at Willow Bank. And there was uh, the six categories, uh, three car categories, uh, junior dragster, bikes, and powder puff. And then the winner of each bracket did a single pass, and, and it was closest to their dial-in was going to get to race, to go down the track after midnight. Mm. Uh, Terry won powder puff, and... Look, I can I can still remember. I picked the dial in of eleven ninety six, yep. and she ran eleven nine six three. Wow! <laughs> so, so 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 she got to run down the drag strip at I don't know five past midnight. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. So while the rest of us were donning on suits and going out having cocktails and whatnot, uh, you, you guys were at the track. Uh, that's that's an incredible record, and I must I must take my hat off to you. Like that's that's something that you know that your family can really. I mean, not only with an Australian championship, but also something that you know your family can hold on to. I think that's that's amazing. Warren, I just want to touch base. I mean, I read Terry's article she wrote in the 2016 for the Girls Talk Motorsport. It, it's touching to say the least. Um, but one of the parallels that Terry's journey with with cancer that was paralleled in Andy's book, which we'll talk about um, shortly, was was the strength that Terry drew from drag racing and and the community. Can can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, look, when, when she won the, the Nationals, uh, that was her first goal, Christmas tree. Uh, that was in 2005, I think. Mm. Uh, that, was, that was a year after her first diagnosis of breast cancer. And I always used to joke with her that after she was diagnosed with breast cancer, she was always a better racer. I'm not sure whether she had better concentration or whether there was whatever she did after being diagnosed the first time was just a bonus. Yeah. And I yeah. think she just enjoyed it a lot more after that. And, uh, yeah, I think a record speaks for itself. Yeah. Mm. Just how well she could, she did. But Andy, can you tell us a little bit about that as well? I mean, you, you in your book, you talk about that as well. Like it's the, the strength and, and from, from being involved in, we are really drag races are, it's a community we are a very small community. When you look at the numbers in population, we are a small community. Tell us a little bit about that, like the, the, the inspiration that you drew from the drag racing community. Absolutely. It's like having a great big extended family. Um, it's when you're feeling down or you're not, you're not feeling well enough or strong enough, you, you, get that strength from the people around you, you know, the uh, simple smile or, uh, you know, a pat on the back or, you know, someone gives you a thumbs up or a, a wink, you know, it's just enough that you know that regardless of what you're going through, whether it's breast cancer or whether it's something else mm. or whether you're just having a really bad day, yeah, um, that community is pretty strong and enough to build you up and give you a bit more 
oomph to keep going. Mm, yeah. I think you talked about it in one of the chapters. I think you went to watch, correct me if I'm wrong, Simon Race. Was that correct? Yes. In the XY? Yes. He was, um, went down, I went down, uh, or Mick wanted to go down and watch him do an eight in the GT. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, there I was had... there was no Facebook back in those days, Andy. So that <laughs> ne- never happened. <laughs> no, never no, happened. Um, but yeah, I hadn't I hadn't been out for a while. I was uh, I was under some pretty strong treatment at that point. So, um, but yeah, the moment that we we drove through the gates and you know listening to the sounds, um, that the smells of the fumes and the and the smoke and. Uh, just seeing all the smiley faces as I walked around. Yeah, mm. it, it was good. You yeah. know? I was really only there for a couple of hours, but uh, it, it was amazing. Mm. We, um, we kept the Tirana at the workshop. <clears throat> Nandy would come while she was getting a treatment. It, it was a bit hard for me to watch at the time because, you know, having lost my mum, my uncle, my cousin, and, um, you know, what I went through with Marco and watching mm. him come so close, you know, and then, and then come back basically from the dead twice. Um, I could see her her face light up every time she sat in that car. Mm. I was scared that she was going to die in the workshop at the time, but <laughs> just trying to get in and out of a race car when, you know, you've just had a, a big dose of radiation and chemo and everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit tricky, mm. particularly when, you know, you sort of withered away and everything else. But mm. she did it, put a smile on her face. No one got hurt. <laughs> Good to have that goal. That's that's what it is, you know, to, to have that goal, to have that focus, you know, something to, you know, just help you deal with what you're going through a little bit, I think. Probably to you take know. your mind off a little bit. Yeah. So when Marco um, had the cancer, I kind of applied the same sort of theory. I'd go in there and talk to him about his karma and what we were going to do once he got out of the hospital. Mm. And... Um, you know, he went through a similar journey as Terry did that they told him he would never use the right side of his body. He'd never had kids naturally and, and so on. And he just, you know, fought yeah. his way through it. And, you know, yeah. he's, he does martial arts and had two beautiful daughters naturally, no no IVF, anything like that. So I think that, that having that goal at the end of it, um, it, it must help, hmm. you know. Oh, Absolutely. They. I was told at the beginning to um, to put some photos in the big in the front of my diary, so that uh, I'd have some inspiration. So when I had a bad day, I could have a look at the front of my diary. And the two photos was um, one of me doing a burnout in the driveway, <laughs> um, and uh, another one uh, was of um, the car on track when Brenton owned it. And I would show that to every nurse and doctor and say, this is why you are making me better. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing that the, yeah, the strength that, that you both, Terry and, and Andy, you were able to draw from drag racing. And I think, you know, that's an, I guess that you could say the same with, with a lot of sports, but I think drag racing in particular, we are a small community and we do, we do band together. It's, it's a very, very click community and, mm. and once you're in drag right we accept all sorts you know once you're in drag racing you, you kind of never leave do you well and i hear you're you're racing again now as well yourself i i, I am i do have a a car that i play with yes uh it, it, it's 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 sl- a lot slower than the rover it's only running 
you know, 12 30s at 109 or 110 mile an hour, but it's fun. Yeah. That's still pretty pretty decent. That's 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 not bad. But yeah, like I said, I mean it's it's we're a small community and it's and it's great that we all, you know, we all we all stick together and we we draw strength from each other. Andy, I want to talk a little bit. We mentioned the book. This is it here for for um, everyone that's watching the podcast on YouTube, that's it there. Don't wait for the green light. Now, I've got to say, I've written this in the notes. My mum's going to be, when she listens to this, going to be very proud because I read this book in four sittings. Now, for me to read a book in four sittings, that's incredible. So, and I don't read a lot of a lot of books, but that that was a, a really great book. I couldn't put it down. So, tell us how how did this come to be? What what was were you writing this through the journey or was this after the journey can you tell us um i'm originally now don't hold this against me for wa people but i'm originally from victoria so most of my family is over in victoria so the best way to keep them uh up to date um with my journey and what i was going through was i had a blog okay um and i would i would write everything on the blog everything that i was up up to what I was doing, what treatments I was going through, what I was feeling, the whole lot, um, and quite a f- and, and the blog got passed around from person to person, and it, and it reached outside the family, um, mm. and there was a lot of people that started saying, "You've got to turn this into a book. You've got a a unique way of writing." Um, so I had a go, and I started to write it into a book, and they went, nah, "No one's going to read this." and so I put it aside and then a couple of years ago I um I had a client who is a publisher and uh she read what I'd written and she said I'm going to give you a deadline and it just happened to be my 10-year all clear anniversary and she said I want to see the book print in print before then yeah. She goes, that's your, that's your deadline. So, um, so I worked at finishing it, not thinking that it would come to anything or that anybody would read it or anything, but well, it's there. Well, look, I've got to be honest with you. I, as I said to you before, I, I read the book only in four sittings. I couldn't put it down. It's a touching read. It's a touching read. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I shed a tear during reading this book and I won't say which bit, but I did. I, sh- I, shed, I shed a tear there. Did you ever think when you were writing that you would leave such a mark on the reader? Not just me, I'm talking about anyone that reads that book. No, no. I think my biggest thought was that when my niece is old enough that she might want to read it um, and that's really the only thing that I had in my mind. I, I, I didn't think that anybody would even would buy it or, or mm. that it would get out there so much that so many people would read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, and look, I mean, uh, while it's touching and and you know, uh, it has its it has its moments. I must admit, it's also quite a humorous read as well. Um, like getting blocked by the city to surf, and mix French waiter impersonations as well. <laughs> you know the beauty about reading. <laughs> we've beauty. we've got the video. Believe me, we've got the video. We did that live because a best mate of mine. And, and his darling wife, Sue, were obviously up in Exmouth and couldn't be there for it. So we did what you call the old school live feed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you can, you, the beauty about reading this book for me was like, I know you both. So, you know, you can picture you saying these mm. things. And, um, you know, it was, it was, 
you know, really, it, it is a humorous, uh, humorous read and very easy to read as well. I'm probably not the most literate sort of person, so I was able to read that quite easily. So that's mm. that's that, that is a glowing endorsement. Mick, I want to talk a little bit about yourself here as well. The, the support you gave Andy really is 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 unparalleled i felt um every parent will want to have a son just like you to be honest did 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 this take its toll on you as well uh i'd I'd be lying if i said it it wouldn't because you know you um when someone's not well and, and you've got the treatment and it's to and from treatment and as much as you're trying to keep their spirits as high as you possibly can you know, um, to keep them up. And you are sort of like having to have some pretty big shoulders. You know, there's, mm. there's a lot of stuff that you would do. And um, one of the statistics that, you know, um, going, going through um, when Andy was going through chemo and uh, you look at it and a lot of marriages break up pretty much as soon as their partners uh, get diagnosed with breast cancer or mm. going through treatment because it is quite a load. There's, there's a lot of work to do, but yep. you know, it's um, with me, it, it just seemed like natural, you know, I married her, I love her. Mm. We've been together for over 30 years now. So that just goes to show you how strong the bond is between the two of us. And uh, I don't know, you know, other people may say it or see it differently, but, yeah, generally good European upbringing sometimes has its benefits as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I uh, vouch for that. You know, it's it's family on top of family, my friend. <laughs> Warren, how about, what about yourself? Like, what you, the support you gave Terry? Like, tell us what what sort of toll did that take on you and and your family as well? Look, I mean, and, and, until you've been through it, you you don't really know what it entails. Now, I, I can remember, and Andy might have been the same, uh, chemo is one thing, but radiation is another. And with the breast cancer, if, if you're having radiation five days a week for six weeks, mm. you know, by the time you get a couple of weeks into it, you know, you, you, you're helping them out of the car after you get home, you're helping them into bed, uh, and, and they're just not well. Uh, and you just you just got to be their nurse, you know, for that time. Hmm. Uh, and once they're on the chemo, uh, you know, w- women always are concerned about their appearance. Now, once the hair starts falling out, uh, I was I consider myself lucky that I was probably the only male, other than probably the oncologist that saw Terry with with no hair. Yep. Uh, and and once it started to fall out. I was lucky enough to be able to shave it off hmm. for for her, and, and, and I had to do that twice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like we thought, after eight years, everything was okay, but it wasn't. Hmm. Uh, and then the second time was obviously worse than the first time. Yeah, yeah. And then as you know, as things went on, yeah, it just got worse and worse. So you you just do your best and and cope with it the best way you can. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing what you both you gentlemen have been through. I'll be honest, as I said, it's not. It's it, when I read the book, I, I was really naive to 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 a lot of this. And after reading the book, I, I certainly, you know, have a new 
understanding and then you you know I, I look at you guys differently because it's it, this this is not an easy gig mm-hmm. and um yeah anyway i just just want to change gears a little bit here warren we'll, we'll stick with you the, the mini field of women tell us a little bit about that that was an event organized by yourself and terry tell us a little bit about that because I'm, I'm quite interested in that that was with the breast cancer network of australia as well it was uh terry started i think in 2006 was her first event uh, uh, and she had event every year until 2014. Yep. Uh, and then she she didn't have any more after that. She wasn't well enough to do it. Uh, and after she passed away in January 2018, uh, October being Breast Cancer Month, I, I, I've had three events now for many field of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than three events because the last... This year, I only had the one event, but the previous two years, I actually had two events. So I would have one at Willow Bank Raceway, and I would have one with the, the Classic and Muscle Car Club. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. So this is the event where you put the the, it's the pink silhouettes? Of, of, yeah, 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 you have the, you have the 100 pink silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have some merchandise from BCNA that you sell. Uh yeah, you just look for donations and, you know, we used to get uh, things to have a raffle and giveaways and all that sort of stuff yeah. at Willow Bank. Uh, yeah, and I, look, I, I can remember every every year, yeah, you, you, you can set the, the pattern out for the 100 silhouettes, whichever way you like. And over the years, I've, I've done different patterns just from a, a square to a try and do a heart. Yep. And, and, and probably the, the last couple of years, I've, I've always made a T in it somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's, it, is, it is a great initiative and, and the work you've you've done with in Terry in the past, I think, is, is, is great. It's certainly great. Andy, just getting back to you here, the book, just getting back to the book, the book ends, in my mind, it, it opens the door for part two, really. <laughs> it's it's a new chapter, and it's it's where your drag racing career begins. The book begin the book ends with your drag racing career. That's a really powerful chapter, and it's not just because it's um, you've conquered the cancer. It's because it's your first event, basically. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's yep. your first event, first race, mate. Yeah, and um, you go all the way into the final. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a fluke. It, it doesn't. <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was, you know, good crew chiefing personally. <laughs> so talk us through. That is a very powerful chapter, the way you've written that chapter, the, the closing, your, 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 your uh, description of the race itself mm-hmm. in the car. Talk us through that final chapter, which is really now your the beginning of your part two, I call it. So what I wanted uh, in that last chapter was for people to actually be in the car with me and actually feel um, that level of nervousness, uh, the, the sick feeling in the pit of the stomach, my mind racing and trying to remember all the different steps that I had to take, um, as well as all the excitement of finally getting there and mm. the knowledge that there were so many people standing behind me in that in that race lane 
um, cheering me on that had all been waiting for me to get to that point. Um, yeah, I just wanted people to be on that ride with me. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of us were scratching our heads going, how did she get in the fight? <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. But... Well, maybe for maybe for Warren, just a bit, a bit of background information on Andy. Uh, uh, up, up until the Tirana, when she finally got to start doing some laps on that, she had never even driven a V8 car on the street. A sedan or anything so she she'd always had some bunky car that i'd fixed up or a, a 250 motorbike or something like that and then we went and put her in an 890 tirana <laughs> <laughs> so we can honestly say yes she is crazy or over trusting <laughs> I, I didn't even know how to do a burnout uh, so, someone said someone said oh, just do a burnout i went <laughs> Yeah. And he's going, okay, all right. I'm going to show you how to do a burnout. Right. All right. What have I done? <laughs> One of the interesting things I read actually wasn't in the book, but it was also Mick. I think this is your quote here. I'm fabricating new pedal extensions and new levers because my wife is so much smaller than the previous driver. That's kind of like saying, um, the bell tower is smaller than the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Those that know Brenton backstays. <laughs> so we, got this we, we couldn't we couldn't shift the seat further forward. It had to be where it was. It had to be back against the cage. So yeah, we started no, we, with blocks of wood. We did we did shift it. We shifted <laughs> it up and forward, but the the tiller yeah. was in the way. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we started with blocks of wood and, and did some packing and moved the pedals as far back as we probably could get them, you know, where the support would be and, and we all moved, that. We moved the accelerator pedal yeah. and then you made stands to come off the yeah. the yeah. brake pedal. And, yeah, and like, a foot hook for the accelerator and pedal. <laughs> but that was... Kept, kept, my foot kept lifting. Oh, okay. Double oh, stab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One's going in the Merc very shortly. <laughs> I told you I can do that in a program. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Warren, let's just, we've talked about the Tory then. Let's go, let's try, go back to the Mama's Toy. Let's talk about Mama's Toy, the, the Rover. Tell us a little bit about the Rover. And then once we'll, we'll move on to the Merc straight after that, the inspiration for the Merc. Well, when, uh, when Terry had, was racing the HX, uh, yeah, and we wanted to do a dedicated race car, uh, we were just looking for a car out of the out of the ordinary. And mm. I liked the idea of the Rover because the the bonnet was hinged at the front, so that there was there was no way that the bonnet could come up on it going down the strip. Yep. Uh, and and look, it, it had a a lot of things going for it. Uh, I had a strut front end and, and, and had a V8 in it, so there was plenty of room in the engine bay. Uh, I made it left-hand drive. Uh, like I say, we put the ladder bar rear end in it. And with Terry in it, it was, I think, 2,860 pounds. Wow. And, and, and it could have been, you know, a lot lighter again, you know? Mate, are you listening, Andy? Are you listening? <laughs> 28. Uh, 28, not 38. 28. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it just, yeah, it, it just seemed to work well. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. And so I mean, Andy, you, you've 
let's move over to then Mama's toy, your your version. So, how did you and Mick? How did you get together and then approach this man over here? How, how did that? How did that conversation go? Tell us what you had in mind. Did you have the CLK three twenty in mind? Was that, or was it <laughs> Mercedes? I'm not sure. Do you want to hear my version of this story? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it's probably closer to the truth. <laughs> So, well, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. It was, it was going to be a BMW E46 with an LS. I don't know how we ended up. <laughs> no. <laughs> she just no, showed no. up with this Merc. I'm like, Where, hang on, how do we? <laughs> it started out Friday afternoon as you have them or a Saturday afternoon, something like that, <laughs> after a day out in the garden where it's nice and warm and you have a few quiet ones and then you start thinking... And he's like, well, we should get back into drag racing again and, and do something different. And I'm like, okay, not a problem. So here's my version of something different. <laughs> you know, it would be like, I'd hate to say this, but I think this program deserves it. A Camry or something like that. <laughs> yes, you yes. Know. Yeah. Go um, to Camry. Where you know, Camry. Just something different that you don't <laughs> see down the track all the time. And um, I said to Andy, just, just jump on a car sales or eBay or something and just find a shape that you like, mm. something that tickles your fancy. And, yeah, she was straight onto it. And then this black CLK came up for sale in Sorrento. It was going for about 7G. Uh, license, still another three months license on it. And I went... Yeah, it's not a bad shape. I'm not real keen on the headlights on those things, but hey, it's different. It's different. When yeah. was the last time you saw a Mercedes down, running down the drag strip? Mm. You know, there's not too many of them. So, Andy, tell us that was you had the Mercedes in your mind then? Was the, no, was, no, 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 just... no. I uh, I went onto the cheap car section of Gumtree. Yep, and just started flicking through, um, and it jumped out at me, and I went, "Cool." Yeah. But it wasn't a cheap car, really. I mean, yes, I mean... As far as Mercedes goes, it's cheap. Though. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> the quality, the quality still... I remember when you bought it. I do. I do. I remember Mick driving it around. It was your daily. I remember you yeah, used to come I, to all drive it, with it. Yeah. yeah, I drove it to and from work for three months while it still had Rego, and believe it or not, I'd try to spank it and kill it a little bit, you know, figuring yeah. that the running gear wasn't going to be there and... It held up all right. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that they don't get is that it's an elegance, right? That is like, you know, you know what I mean? Like the the Fairmont gear. The Fairmont gear. <laughs> the Calais. And, and when I was cutting it up, I'd, I'd get Merc people coming in because obviously we do torque converters for everything and they go, you're cutting up an elegance. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's Merc. <laughs> So, Simon, tell us then, what, what sort of challenges did you have with this car? Like, So, the engine bay is this big. <laughs> and the engine that we were putting in is this big. <laughs> but it, it almost looks factory these days. Oh, look, there's... I kept a lot of the structure of the car because you just don't know where these rules are going. Mm. It, it seems like... You know, every five minutes someone dreams up some crazy sort of class. So I wanted to retain the original cross member, the original front rails, so to be legal for any of that kind of stuff, the original floor, 
So it was, you know, legal for any classes that required that. So we basically did a quarter cut at the back. Mm. Where the trick was is even though the car looks, you know, it looks like a big car, it's really, really small and it has very little front and rear overhang. So you haven't got a lot of places to mount things like, you know, trans coolers and radiators. And the actual tunnel is quite low on it because it's an IRS car. Yeah. So I I had, once she brought the car to me and, and I'd convinced her that this was built during the Daimler Chrysler era, we need to put a Chrysler Hemi in it. It has to have a Hemi. Mm. It just makes sense to me. They should have released it from factory with the Hellcat motor. That's how it should have come. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of envisaged that I wanted to have something hanging out of the bonnet more to sort of go, hey, come and have a look at this, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, this is about awareness. It's about raising money. So you want a car that is going to attract people to it. When they get there, oh, okay, this is what it's about, breast cancer, mm. you know. So, so it opens up the discussion. Uh, so we did have to remove the firewall. We had to raise the tunnel. While I was doing all of that, I thought, well, you know what, we might as well double frame roll this thing so it's, it's got some rigidity in it. And overall, I mean, look, I'm really happy with, with um, the way the car's turned out. It is a show quality car. Yeah. It would be at home in the top 10 tent at, at Summonats as, as much as it's at home in Super Street. The cut is the cutoff is 10-0. So once we knew the weight, we kind of made the call and said, you know, look, this is where we're going to be. It's gone to 10-1. Um, it's never been on the dyno. It's a bench tune-up that's in the, the ECU uh, that's in it. So the, the thing, it, it came together. And you, you've known me for a long time. Mm. And the, you know, I kind of try and make sure from the onset, we know where the finish line is going to be and we just get there. Yeah. Um, quite often with race cars, you'll waste a lot of time figuring out the car. It's hard enough figuring out how to drive the car, let alone figuring the car out. Mm. So I think that, that we ticked all the boxes and, you know, um, it's a personal thing for me having lost so many people to uh, various forms of cancer. My mum uh, through best cancer and she, she went through exactly what uh, Terry went through, copped it twice and, um, you know, unfortunately didn't, didn't survive the second round. Uh, it was really, really hard for me. I was quite young at the time and I, I felt at the time <clears throat> that the only reason she was hanging on was because she was worried about me personally, yeah. um, you know, because I was quite young at the time. And, I, and uh, you know, like a, a memory that, that um, will never leave me is, is being, having, you know, we, we were at that point where it was close to the end and we were on the 24-hour vigil. And um, uh, my brother, and, you know, my brothers are quite old, well, quite a bit older than me. One's 22 years old, the other one's 12 years older. And my dad was, you know, quite a lot older than me. Mm. They were all exhausted because they'd, they'd been there for so many hours. And I sent them all home and I sat down next to mum holding her hand and, and just told her, you know, <clears throat> I know you're holding on for me. It's, it's not helping you. Mm. You know, me watching you suffer is not, not helping me. So yeah, that was that basically. Yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, till you've been through it, um, you've got, uh, it, it just amazes me that we live in an era where we can, you know, we can go to Mars and we can fly to the moon, but we can't yeah. cure yeah. a disease like cancer. Mm. Um, you know, we'll spend billions of dollars on crap 
you know, like the NBN. <laughs> and, you know, we can't figure out a way to fix this. Yeah. 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 I know it was a, a cause close to yourself as well. And that's why I know the build took it. It was a special build for, for yourself. I know for Andy, for Mick and for everyone involved. And um, the product that's come out at the other end is... It's just, a work of art, mate. It really is. It is yeah. an absolute work of art. For yeah. those people that, you know, get the chance to see Andy, I have no doubt that car will probably do, be doing more shows than drag racing events because, you know, that's that's where we want to be with it as well. You know, it's to get the promotion out there. It's going to do all the drag racing events, Mick. Uh, <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> Only if my back can hang in now, I'm telling you. <laughs> Or, or I can find a sponsor for Electric Winch. Now I've got a new trailer. <laughs> but we'll get there. Okay, we'll take a short break here. We'll be back with more from Andy, Mick, Simon and Warren right after the break. How was your day, sweetie? Terrible. A deal that I've been working on for weeks fell apart and... Yep. I <sighs> Sounds like the time the gearbox went in my patrol. How is that the same, Terry? If you really love cars, Auto One. <laughs> The Auto One Customer Loyalty Program, the Auto One Club, has been designed to provide privileges to loyal customers. Head on over to www.autoone.com.au and click on the club membership tab or alternatively head into your local Auto One store and ask about the benefits that come with being a loyal Auto One club member. While you're in the store, be sure to check out Auto One's extensive range of impact automotive garage tools floor mats and coolant. The Impact Automotive range offers quality products at affordable prices. From a three-ton heavy-duty trolley jack to an adjustable mechanic seat, the Impact Automotive range has a garage tool that'll suit your needs. The range has also well over 20 different types of floor and boot mats to suit your ride. They come in rubber or fabric with a PVC backing to stop slipping. Also in the range is an extensive choice of coolant. Whether it be pre-mixed or concentrate, the long life range of red and green Impact Automotive coolant is bound to have a product that suits your needs. To view the full range of Impact Automotive products, head on over to www.auto1.com.au or visit one of their stores. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with their team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. So, Andy, tell us. We spoke briefly about this at the the um, the cancer the cancer council biggest morning tea that we had a few months ago. Now, but tell us a little bit more about it. Then, some of the health benefits of someone suffering from cancer getting in the passenger side of the car, going down the track. Tell us about some of those inherent health benefits in, in doing so. So basically, uh, one of the one of the good things is if you are um, if you're if you're suffering an ailment of any sort, um, if you can go through an adrenaline rush, uh, it gets all the all the energy going in your body and um, basically gets everything working at its peak and makes you feel good, uh, makes your endorphins, uh, brings your endorphins up. Um, 
which actually make everything start running at at their best. Mm. Um, so if you know we put a we put a passenger in the car and they're feeling a bit down down in the dumps about either themselves going through uh, treatment or a partner going through treatment and they're you know struggling with the day to day. Then you know they step in the car um, just before the start line, and with a you know, oh yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. Somebody said I probably should, sort of thing. They get at the other end; they're actually fist pumping the air, um, going, "How that was awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can I can only imagine. I've never been in a car that's gone ten one, but I, I can only imagine that is that it would be one hell of a ride. Really, I mean, one uh, one of the passengers that I took uh, on Wednesday, um, apparently she it's well, apparently she's not stopped talking yet yeah. about it. She <laughs> she she is still absolutely on a high. Um, and one of the other ladies that's a breast cancer survivor, she was uh, yeah, she she was still buzzing and and chatting a million miles an hour mm. several days later as well. Yeah, Channel Ten, we should uh, you know they did a great story on 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 yourself and the car. And it was a brilliant story. And the Motorplex as well. Perth Motorplex got yep. involved yep. in that as well, no doubt. Definitely, um, definitely. Nick hats off to the Motorplex. Yeah. I mean to to get the track guys down there. You know they they did a prep. I did a prep on one lane for us to make sure everything was safe and it was going to be sound. They had a fiery down there. They had St. John's down there parked up nice and close. And I can imagine, you know, as a, as a passenger going for a ride, you, you see all that preparation sitting there. You start feeling a bit more comfortable. And at the end of the day, you know, we want to go and put a smile on somebody's face but it needs to be the safest smile we can put there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and a big shout-out to, to Dean. Yeah, Dean Neal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah huge effort. Channel 10 and, and Dean, like, they did an amazing job. Mm. Channel 10's coverage I thought was excellent. Mm. They, yeah. they really captured it. And you could see that she was a little bit frazzled when she got out at the <laughs> other end. <laughs> she needed the makeup straight away. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was a, a great story, and, and Channel Ten doing some great work with the track at the moment. So it's uh, great, great to see that. And there was a, a very, very good story that you that you did there. Tell us a little bit about Therapy on Wheels, your website as well. You don't just talk about um, it's not the focus isn't just on cancer. You talk a little bit about what you mentioned here is the the black dog. Can you talk us a bit about anxiety and mental health that that some some races and, and not just races i guess but people these days that are, are facing well one of, one of the stories uh on our website is about the black dog um there are a lot of people think that because we're uh we're out there racing we're in front of the crowd uh that we're talking to everyone it shows that that we don't suffer from anxiety or depression whereas it is actually a really, really common um, mm. uh, problem uh, amongst a lot of races and car people, yeah. um, including one of our own crew. Uh, she, she does suffer pretty badly from anxiety and depression, um, but racing helps. And uh, the racetrack is one of her safe places. And you see her down at the racetrack and you wouldn't know that there was an issue. Mm. Um, you know, she, she's bright and she's bubbly and she's friendly and chatting to everybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, behind closed doors, she is suffering as well. Mm. 
but getting out of the racetrack, it, it brings her out of herself and it makes her feel a bit more confident and it makes her feel a part of a community. And again, it comes back to that community. Yeah. Yeah, we are a, we are a, an embracing community, and I mean, no, no, there's no judgment at the track, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. Question for for I mean Warren as well, and 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 yourself. I'll start with you, Andy. Females in motorsport, particularly in drag racing, that they've been holding their own for some time. We've had a number of female races now on the podcast. We've had Kelly Betts, we've had Emily Begley. Um, now yourself. It's, but it's not just in the driver's seat, is it? it? It's in every aspect of the sport. Females are getting heavily involved in our sport right across it. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, look behind the scenes and you'll find there's female mechanics, there's females uh, in the commentator's box, um, you know, driving the tractors, in the staging lanes, um, in the, doing the sign-out sheets. Mm. Uh, we've got Andrew officials that are, that are females. It's where we are there. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it, it's not that uncommon a sight anymore. To I've got to tell you a funny story about this. Um, a, a young girl, her name escapes me, she drives a dragster. I think sometimes she runs in modified and she, she runs in see dragster i think sometimes in um supercom and um her father rang me and said you know my daughter's going to drop off this torque converter tiny little thing right dropped it off and i just assumed she was you know just dropping it off and um i said who drives the drags and she goes i do i said oh look there's a couple of things like you know that i i wouldn't mind asking her so i asked her the shift point one RPM, she crosses the finish line, mile an hour, ET, 60 foot, half track. Mate, she could tell me what the tappet clearance was. <laughs> <laughs> Most guys that I talk to don't even know if the engine's running through the... <laughs> now, Warren, I've got to ask you this. Harry yep. started kicking everyone's ass. Did the boys get upset? <laughs> uh some of them were quite upset, uh, <laughs> partic particularly when, when a, a grandmother was beating them. <laughs> and while the, and, and I think the younger they were, the worse it was because their mates would then be on their back because they got beaten by a grandmother. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, if we, if we weren't on air, I could probably tell you some better stories about that. <laughs> That's all right. I'm That's sure all right. we've all got some. <laughs> yeah. Warren, even from your point of view, like I mean, females these days can certainly apply their craft right through the, the right through the, the drag racing, and not just drag racing. I guess motorsport in general, can't they? Uh, yes, I mean, and, and look, it's it's probably one of the few sports where they compete. They can compete quite easily on equal terms with the guys. Yeah. yeah. All all they need yeah. is the experience, and look, I mean, it doesn't come naturally to guys either. No. Uh, yeah. Like if they need to be uh, taught or shown, uh, guys have to be you know, taught or shown how to race as well. Yeah. Warren, uh, there's a there's a circuit racing guy that I was involved with in Sydney, and um, one of our customers was building him a drag car. And, and whenever we'd go to the track while the car was getting built, he, he would, you know, always be taking the piss, you know, about drag racing. It's 400 metres in the start line. 
a straight line, you know, how hard could it be? So we're at the track, he's debuting his new car, right? We've gone through the procedure. The car is pretty simple to operate and he's managed to uh, not wait till it was on boost before he took off. And then after he took off, he hit the trans brake for a second time, <laughs> blew the front diff out of the car <laughs> and dumped a heap of oil on the track, which then he drove over and shifted into second. <laughs> and ended up doing 360s down the track. It was the last time he ever drove a drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I do enjoy driving the HK. Uh, I race at the street meets at Willowbank, and I've been to Benarabee a couple of times. Uh, I also take it roll racing as well. And, uh, you know, I, take, I, I do like passengers uh, at the street meets and, and at the roll racing. But... I, I'm not a very good driver, you know, like, uh, as a driver, I make a pretty good crew chief, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, I still can't pick a light for the life of me. Uh, you, you, you look for them when they're, you know, if they're chasing you and, you, you know, you look back at the finish line and you always back off too early or not or not soon enough, you know. Uh, but that's, hey, look, it's all part of the fun. I'm just pleased I can be out there doing it, that's all. You know, for years, Nick and I have been banging this drum about as far as women competing one-on-one -on -one with men and having, uh, you know, no disadvantage, that this is arguably the only sport on, is, yeah. in the world, you know? Like, we, we see the growth of the women's leagues, but they're women's leagues. You don't see AFL where a women's team would play a men's team. Um, yeah. Drag racing... When, when you get to that start line, it's, you know, cutting that light and having that car dialed in. Everything else is irrelevant. Um, and if you're in a group one class like Kelly Betts in top fuel, I mean, you know, look at how many female top fuel champions there's been. That, that is the Formula One of, yeah. of drag racing. And then you compare it to Formula One, and I don't even think there's been a female competitor. There may have been one or two over the years, but it's yeah, but over over, over nearly a hundred years. <laughs> you know, it's it's just unbelievable that the sport doesn't get the recognition that it deserves, and sad that we don't get the sponsorship that we deserve. With all these female CEOs throwing so much money at the W leagues, when we've got a sport that's been around for a long time and has shown that women are on the equal footing as men. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other good thing with the drag racing is, uh, yeah, you can take your street car to the track, and and and, and you know whether it's at, I don't know what it's like over in Perth, but I mean here at Willowbank you can you can go to a street meet or a test and tune, and and you know you can race a seventeen second car and still win, you know, yeah, at the street meets. Yeah, yeah. I just want to quantify for our listeners that might not be aware. Terry won an Australian championship in Super Street. Super Street yep. is a dial-in class. Yep. So you dial your own handicap in. So yep. you have to be... I know Super Street's very competitive. You cannot go faster than your dial-in. You've got to go above your dial-in, but as close to it as possible. And then your reaction time also needs to be, you know, in the in the hundreds. I mean, basically, tenths don't, aren't really yeah. that good. Not in Super Street, really. So, no, nah, I think you need to be an 020, 20, 20, 030 uh, average mm. to mm. sort of, you know, go rounds in, in most tracks anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so to win, and you, I saw a photo, and or we were watching a video earlier. You actually came to WA, I believe. I'm pretty sure we, you're at the Motorplex. We we did. Uh, I think that was in 2010. Yep. Uh, uh, hey, look, it, it's the long way mm. over to Perth and a long way back. Mm. Uh, Terry Terry was beaten in the first round. Yep. But she had like a, I think from an 07 something light. And she ran, you know, like, I don't know, five or six thousandths off a dial-in and, and got beaten in the first round. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but hey, look, that's racing. I mean, you know, uh, that's just the way it went, you know. He, mm. he had a he had a, a slightly better reaction time and, and run 0-2 over his dial-in and, and he beat her by, you know, I don't know, whatever it was, 0-1 of a second, you know, which isn't a, which, which isn't a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Super Street, you're leaving off a foot break as well. It's no, no trans break in Super Street. No, you're allowed trans break, no delay box. Oh, delay yeah. box. All right, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, right. t- t- Terry was only ever a foot break racer as well. Yep. Uh, you know, whether, whether that makes it harder or not, that's up to the individual. But I don't know. Some just seem to be able to pick a light and others, yeah, just can't. So that's just mm. the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing what you guys do. It really is. <laughs> Mick smirking over there. I, I don't have the reflexes for it, right? So, you know, I, I, I shouldn't really throw too many stones because I've never actually had a crack myself. But don't worry, don't worry Mick. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Don't worry. You know, it's it's it's. it's <laughs> I know like, it's not for me. You know. As much as when we're down on the track, it's it's crew chief and driver, and she cops a little bit from me down there. It's like, what's this? And just you know, just give me a red today, just one red, please. At least I know you tried. Well, she <laughs> and she, she delivered. Yeah, she did. <laughs> just just not in the first qualifier. <laughs> first round. First round. Yeah. First round. I think Nick uh, pulled these covers out, especially uh, <laughs> to commemorate that. <laughs> Put it this way: the A thirty-five. I was like, "We're getting there." Yeah, look, I got to We're admit, I, I um, We're getting there. I saw the qualifying result, and I watched the live feed. And I'd, I'd seen her, comp- like I'd worked out the seating. You know what I'm like? I'd worked out the seating, knew who she was racing, and and thought. Oh yeah, she's a shoeing for this one. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> so Andy, look, tell us Therapy on Wheels. That's that's your website. It's a, a it's your charitable website. Mm-hmm. Tell tell us a little about the work you're doing there. It's not just about the car, but tell us a bit about that, that website. Um, so Therapy on Wheels <laughs> is all about uh, raising awareness and uh, for breast cancer. Uh, not just for the people that are going through or the, the patient themselves, but for their whole family and what they're going through. Um, so we have chosen to align ourselves with Breast Cancer Care WA, who are about uh, less about the research for a cure and more about supporting the individual and the actual family um, for whatever they need. So they can they provide anything from uh, babysitting meals. Um, They've got a bunch of uh, uh, support uh, workshops at the moment for um, partners to help them cope with uh, what they're going through. Uh, One of the things that I actually do is I volunteer as a driver 
uh, not a race car driver, just a regular driver. Um, and I take um, I take people from uh, to their appointments, and I'll sit with them. Often, I get uh, people who it's their first time going through, and they're a bit apprehensive. Um, they don't want to talk to somebody that they know because they're worried about making them even more concerned and worried. Um, but on the other hand, they don't want to talk to their doctor because they're scared of what the answer might be. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's nice that they can just sit in the car and have a chat and um, about what they're going through with somebody who's been through it. It's interesting you say that because in the book, again, my naivety kicked in. You went through surgery? Yes, a few. After that was three months of chemo? Uh, yes, it was. And that was uh, yeah, every about three months. Second yeah. week. Yes. Then after that was correct me if I'm wrong. Twenty one days of radiation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Day after day. No, yep. No breaks. There's. Oh, I had Christmas Day off. Yeah, I think I do remember <laughs> reading that. So and 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 I think you mentioned the same, Warren. I, I don't think people understand the commitment to time that your spouse or partner has to have also to get you backwards and forwards every day. And that's why the work that you're doing mm. is really important. Even as a driver, that may sound very mundane, but it, it is it is a big commitment because you know people need to get backwards and forwards. I didn't realize the you know, how regular, especially the radiation part of it as well, mm. you know, 21 consecutive days. And, and some of the, some of the chemo appointments towards the end, I was on a pretty strong chemo that would, it, I think it would take eight hours to infuse because they had to do it really, really slowly because of the strength of it. Otherwise mm. it had knocked me silly. Mm. Um, so Mick would drop me off in the morning then he would go to work and then he would come and uh, see me and I'd still be sitting in the couch with the needle in my arm um, and he'd come and sit with me afterwards and he'd bring his dinner with him and that afterwards. Yeah, that's so just amazing. Yeah, it, it is a, it's, a, it's a long process and it, it's very, very difficult on the families and that's mm. what people don't realise is it's the families that need that support. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, I was, it, uh, I was actually, I must say, I was pretty lucky at the time because um, even my employer sort of like knew knew the situation and uh, granted me a fair bit of flexibility with my working hours, which mm. was a, a big help. You know, at at one stage when Andy took a pretty bad turn and nearly ended up with pneumonia as well, you know, I was uh, going going basically to work at about 12 o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, trying to get as much of the day done and get set up for the guys during the day shift and then trying mm. to catch up with Andy first thing in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good if you've got, you know, somebody that you're working for that, you know, allows you a bit of flexibility as well. Yeah, most certainly. I can I can imagine. I can imagine. So, yeah, that's the – now, for people that want to go to that website, it's www.therapyonwheels.asn.au. Is that correct? That's yeah, correct, yeah. yes. Okay. And for people that want to go and check out your website, Warren, it's www.mummerstoyracing.com.au. There's some great content there, I must say, Warren. There is, and uh, I look. Terry used to look after that website, and, and look, since she hasn't been here, I haven't done anything to it. And, and uh, look, we have had a, 
a couple of family conversations about what to do with the website. Mm -hmm. And at this stage, I haven't really decided, you know, like yeah. whether to, whether to learn how to do something with it or whether just to, just to let it fold. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to do at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's fair enough. I completely understand. Um, and I know you. I know as soon as this border opens up, you're pretty keen to get over here to Western Australia. So maybe you bring the HG with you as well. I don't know, but you, you know, you would well, love to see you here. Look, I, I it, it, it is on my list next year to come over and have a look at the Merc going down the track. Mm. Uh, and look, I, I would dearly love to be crouching down beside the car. And, and get a photo of me and that number plate again. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. No, that's fair enough. And tell us a little bit about your granddaughter as well. She races junior drag stuff? Uh, she has. She's raced for a couple of years. Uh, no engine in the junior at the moment. It's 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 had another failure. So, the, but this will be Caitlin's last year. Yep. Uh, she's 17 now, so... Was it was it rods out? Is it an LS-based engine? <laughs> no, no, like when they dropped the oil, it had a it had all this metal in it. So hmm. I, I'm not sure exactly what happened to it, but it was only a couple of meetings old. So, yeah. All right. yeah. It's meant to be cheap, isn't it, Warren? It's meant to be cheap. <laughs> Well, hey, look, the uh, Super Street is cheap when you start talking about some of the junior dragster stuff. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love it. Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing you come over here, Warren, and uh, make sure you you uh, give us a, let us know beforehand, and we'll have you we'll have you in we'll have you in person on the podcast. We'd love to have you here and catch up yeah. and have a chat. It's uh, we really enjoy your time coming on here now. Andy, also, don't wait for the green light. We can get that at uh, therapyonwheels.asn.au as well. It's available at all good online bookstores, but it's also available through my website. Did I see right? Amazon as well? Yeah. As a Amazon, it, yeah, it's available as an ebook through Booktopia, um, Goodreads, uh, Amazon. So it's all over the place. Yeah, no, and I've... Please. Yes, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is making money from it. Yes. <laughs> well, I urge everyone, that if they're watching the video, please, um, yeah, there you go, that's better. Please go out and get a copy of that. It is an easy, very easy to read book um, and, and humorous, very touching. And as I said, I, I you know, it's really opened my eyes um, to the battles that a lot of people have been through in australia and the world of course in the world of yep um now just sorry before we finish up as well also my apologies sponsors so net give them a shout out <laughs> oh and no, you're not allowed to andy you know you're not allowed to <laughs> not, not, not just not just no let's take a step back there just people that help you on the journey as well like, not just sponsors but like people that helped <laughs> You get, get We're going to be here for another hour. And no, <laughs> when, when it comes to people that have helped out on this project, there are many. No, no. Look, I mean, I understand. No, that, I think but... I think Nick was referring to the uh, the journey. Yeah, anyone in particular. But yeah, we've got plenty of time, so no rush. <laughs> Don't You're allowed to think, Mick, now publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. <laughs> no, there's there's been a massive amount of people that have been involved, um, and if I start listing them, I am bound to forget. Oh, okay, fair I, enough. I'm bound to forget somebody and and uh, upset somebody. Well, um, I I do have to thank Simon though from All Fast Race Cars because mm. uh, he he believed in what was a very unique build, mm. um, and he had the confidence to go ahead even after he saw the car that I'd bought. Um, <laughs> Still have nightmares about it. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously I've got to thank Warren and Janine for um, allowing me to dedicate the car to mm. Terry. Uh, Terry was a, a, a very big inspiration for me. Um, Andy, um, I think you need to thank my wife too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, thank, thank, thank you to Nicole as well for, for uh, letting, letting uh, Simon do a lonely, lot of very lonely later. nights. <laughs> Being a single mum for three years, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, yeah we've had a we've had a lot of people um, give small and big donations mm. of you know money, products, time, um, inspiration, um, mm. encouragement. It, there's yeah the the list is huge. Yeah, um, of which we've got a couple of. Um, yeah, you should. Yeah, we should mention that now. I guess. Yeah. So I don't know how you want to do it, but basically... I'm sure you'll come up with a, a way of uh, giving away some of our... Look, we, ha we have two giveaways here from, from Andy and Mick uh, themselves. For a, so a number of uh, car care products. Not just car... I shouldn't use the word car care because Bowden's own deserve much more than that. They are yeah. the premier... They, it's a great product. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Good Aussie product which uh, we should be very proud of so, and um, yeah. to tell you the truth it's worth the giggle just to get a bottle or a rubbing down cloth and read the label proper properly because they till you pointed it out to me they, on Facebook. they've got some nice little ditties on their labels and it's not <laughs> one of those ones that you get out of china which says do not put plastic bag overhead otherwise you will suffocate <laughs> it's much cleverer than that you didn't spell suffocate right <laughs> <laughs> But thanks to thanks to Bowden's, who uh, is one of our one of our sponsors, mm. uh, they've given us some products to be able to give away, as well as to be able to use. Yep. Um, and also, we've got uh, a bunch of stickers and uh, and a book and everything. Ooh. So, yep. um, so what we'll do is we'll we'll make it so whoever likes shares um this post there on on facebook we'll do it on facebook so if you like and share when this official podcast goes out i, I think if we just like and share the post um, and i'll pick two people out at random mm -hmm. and we'll get that out to them uh, so we really appreciate that actually that's 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 excellent and uh much greatly appreciated um all right. Well, look, thanks. Thanks everyone for joining in and uh, thanks for coming on. This has been a really special podcast. And like I said, from the beginning, I, it was something, it was a podcast that I, I really wanted to do. And, and I know you, you did as well, Simon, and I know the two of you as well, are really, you know, I, I actually think I've got more of a face for radio than TV. So it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all right. It's all right. It's all good. It's all right. I see you in politics, Mick. <laughs> hey, the Liberals are looking for a leader. <laughs> no. Uh, he's a bit old. <laughs>
Hey, and, uh, and, and Warren, look, uh, thank you. Thank you to yourself for coming on uh, tonight. We really appreciate it. I know it's quite late there. And, and to your daughter, Janine, as well, really appreciate it. I know she kind of brokered the technology, correct me if I'm wrong. She, she was here last weekend and did help me download the application and set, set it up on the computer. So, I'm, yeah, I was appreciated of that. Yeah, no, she's done a magnificent job. So our thanks go to, to Janine as well and yourself. And look, I really just would like to say I really appreciate you sharing your, your story and Terry's story. It's been quite touching. And uh, look, um, we really appreciate it. And um, yeah, for those people that are out there, um, get head to mamastoyracing.com.au. There is some great reads there. I I, I enjoyed reading uh, some of the some of the content there as well. So I urge people while the website is still up to, to head on over there and have a look. Uh, look, look, it, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Nah, no worries. We really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, episode, look, before we finish, big big 100 coming up. We've got that in two weeks' time. So it's going to be our 100th episode. We've got that at City Motors happening on the 13th of December. It's a, the gone but not forgotten holding holding on through time car show. So I think you guys are coming down as well for a look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe we should have worked out whether they had an Astra Turbo down there. Oh, you, you can. Why not? Yeah. Probably yeah. don't. No, I would doubt it. Actually, take so, Andy's uh, daily driver. Yeah, no, James. James is as we had James here two yep. weeks ago, and he's really keen to curate. I think he said 171 models. So I'm sure the Astra Turbo is one of the 171. So head to the. I'll send you a link. Head to the Ooh. website. Register. That's going to be yeah. a good show. Oh yeah, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Mm, no, we're really um, looking forward to it. It's yeah, really amazing that that, that they managed to uh, put that together. Um, big credit to Shannon's, mm. you know, great bunch of guys doing so much for the car scene in Western Australia since they've been here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they certainly yeah. are. Looking forward to finding a HQ windowless panel van with a for sale sign on it. <laughs> <laughs> you figure she's got her car now. It's your turn. Good Merc. luck with that one, mate. Good luck. Merc for sale. Merc for sale. <laughs> All right. Look, thanks, Eddie. Just one more time. Therapy on wheels.asn.au. Is any other? We can find you, Andy Kale, as well, the design. Uh, Andy Kale. Yep. Andy K. Yep. That's where I got the, the talking power with that yeah. up there. Looks great. We've, um, Facebook. Facebook. Oh, yep. I'm everywhere. Yeah, just, okay. just search Andy K and I come up all over the place. Yep, for all your graphic <laughs> design as well. <laughs> oh, look, thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, Andy. Thank thanks, you. me. Thank yeah. you. Take care, Warren. Okay. Talking Bye. Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkingpower.com.au.